Welcome back to another podcast of Talk Concord, a city initiative to bring you information about current and future happenings in the city of Concord, centred around why it's a great place to live, work, play and invest. We will be inviting members of the community to join us to talk about business, art and entertainment, tourism, health and more. And access to our sound to it is via our SoundCloud account via our website www.concordnh.gov. Make sure you listen. Hi again, my name is Susie Pegg and I am the Economic Development Director for the City of Concord. Our PIO Stephanie is once again letting me fly solo again with this week's podcast with our guest, who I will introduce to you in a short while. But first of all, let me update you on some recent happenings. Ice skating, yes, it's still on at the Everett Arena. Go to our website for more details and you can take lessons, something that we'll be doing in January. Winter is truly with us, and if you've not already signed up for the notification about winter parking bans on the city's website, it's important to keep the city streets clear so our ploughs can do their job to keep all our residents safe and our emergency vehicles can have access. Parking. Changes have been in place for a few months now, but just a quick reminder, in the week, park is reinforced until 7pm and also on a Saturday. And if you do happen to find yourself having a ticket, you can now pay it online. So no excuses. Either pay or pay online if you get the fine. The City of Concord was also present at the hearing of the I-93 widening. The City Manager delivered an eloquent and well-delivered case on the City's position on this. Again, more information on our website and keep tuned on where that's going to be going. And more programmes have been added to our community centre. This is a citywide community centre, and if you want to go and have a look, pop in, go and look at what's going on. Great programmes for adults and younger alike. You must go and try it out. But today, it is our pleasure to have as our guest, Tim Sink, President of the Greater Concord Chamber of Commerce. Welcome, Tim. Well, I'm so glad to hear that you're going to take up skating this year, Susie. <laughs> and I've got, a, I've got a, a, um, a good idea for you. Go on. Okay, go so last winter, um, yeah. probably around January, a group of us went up to Ottawa, Canada, mm -hmm. and they have the Rideau Canal up there. This is a canal that goes through the city. It's probably seven, eight kilometers long, maybe longer than that, and it freezes over, and they groom it, and they have little uh, warming spots and places where you can get <gasps> hot chocolate or, or a, you know, a nice warm drink of some sort or another. And you skate for miles and miles. And it's just absolutely delightful, oh, breathtaking. Ottawa. It, Ottawa, yeah, which, as you know, is the uh, capital. And uh, a lot of people speak with an accent that I think you're going to appreciate up there. So. <laughs> French-Canadian. <laughs> exactly. So, so think about it when you start getting good at skating. Do you, do you know that sounds really brilliant? And I don't think people realize that we're in a great location to get to places like that. Oh, here. absolutely. It's superb. It's, it's, it's hours away. It's, it's not that far. Yeah. And, and the people are friendly yeah. as, as we are. And you're absolutely right. Is, we are so lucky geographically in this community. And that's what's something I think was a great attraction for this region for people. It's great. So, celebrating 100 years, quite a milestone, and I love the new branded look. Tell me a little bit more about that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we, um, you know, we, Chamber updated its logo probably 25 years ago, so it had a very oh, well overdue <laughs> 1980s, <laughs> 1990s uh, look to it, so it was time to bring it into the 21st century. So we went to um, 
uh, Sullivan Design, Pam Sullivan, and, and said, gee, you know, we coming up on uh, the beginning of our 100th anniversary and want to take a look at our logo, but we don't have a lot of time. And Pam's team did a great job. So it's it still encompasses the state capitol. Mm-hmm. The, the dome is in it, which is something we really wanted, but it's much more colorful. It's much more 21st century. It looks a lot more modern for what it is. So that's really quite good. So tell me a little bit more about the chamber and the work you do. You, you know, you've got lots of assets there, but just tell us a little bit more of, of, about what you do. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. It's hard to give an elevator speech for the chamber because what we do is kind of diversified. But it's definitely, it's a business organization. It's designed to serve the business community primarily, but the community at large in, in terms of um, enhancing quality of life here, making, making sure that Concord and the surrounding communities um, continue to be uh, offer a high quality of life, good employment opportunities, mm-hmm. um, d- good schools. All of those things are really important to the economic health, as you are very much aware. Oh, yes, yes. So we do things. Um, we do leadership development, and I know that you're a part of the Leadership Greater Concord class this Which year. Which was brilliant, and if you've never done it, I suggest you sign up. It was a, it was a life-changing experience for me in some ways. I'm, I'm sure for your fellow <laughs> classmates, too. <laughs> But it is a great program. It's been around for more than 25 years, and it, it gets people ready for leadership roles, whether it's in serving on nonprofits or school board or elected um, elected uh, positions within yeah. the community. So we do leadership training. We do business training, so things like finance and marketing and lunch and learns and all kinds of educational programs to help businesses uh, continue to sharpen the sword. We provide uh, business-to-business networking opportunities through trade shows and networking events so that businesses have a means to make contact with other businesses and keep their, their, um, their client pipeline full That's so that good they to can know. do business. And, and we do business advocacy. We, are, uh, we pay attention to what's going on at the state legislature. We stay in close contact with our partners at, at City Hall mm-hmm. uh, because we're all in this together. We're all trying totally to agree. make the community better. So it's really a wide variety of things, but uh, we're funded by primarily by the business community that mm-hmm. pays dues and then supports our efforts, and in turn we support um, the advancement of business and, and a strong economy here. I think you make a good point. We're all in it together. It's about a great partnership, and I certainly feel we have a great partnership together, both at the city and with the chamber, so it's a fantastic partnership. We are, we are lucky there because not all communities, no. not all chambers get along <laughs> with their uh, with their elected officials and vice versa, and I've seen that. But in the history of our organization has, has been... Uh, pretty supportive. There are always going to be bumps in the road and times when we don't agree on everything. Like we're marriage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But we've never gotten a divorce. Uh, and, and we've, you know, I think good things have happened yes, um, based have. on uh, the city and the chamber rowing in the same direction instead of wasting time, you know, fighting each other or letting personalities get in the way. That, that doesn't happen here. So we're really lucky. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear that because I think that's a great asset. And I don't think people realize just how strong that is. So that's great. So let's see, are there any special things happening for as part of the 100-year milestone? Well, we're just basically branding everything that we do under that 100th-year anniversary. The Chamber does so many events. We do 60 or 70 large-scale wow. events every year. So every week, there's one or two big things going on. So we, th- we thought about it and said, you know, we're going to... We're going to brand what we're doing under that 100th mm-hmm. year anniversary instead of trying to come up with yet some other party or, you Makes know. Sense. Thing. We, but every, we like a party. I know, <laughs> but we can we can do a party that's mission-driven, you know, we, like the annual meeting. That's kind of a fun thing that it we is, do. Yeah. Um, but it's mission-driven. Yes. And so everything that we do has to get back to mission. I agree. Totally agree. Keeps you focused. 
Uh, again, talking about the annual meeting in Name Cities of the Year, tell me a little bit more about that. It was a really great, great event. And tell me, what what is the Citizen of the Year? What, what How does that come about? Sure. it's uh, The Citizen of the Year Award is the highest award that the Chamber uh, presents each year. And we do that at the annual meeting, which takes place in uh, typically in November, early November. So um, we have a committee that's put together that's based on the existing chairman of the board of the chamber and the last five chairs of the board. So th those are the folks that do the selection and we seek nominations from the community at large. And nominations don't have to be chamber members. They have to be people that have given a lot of themselves in a variety of ways over many years. Mm -hmm. So that's typically the criteria. It's not somebody who's done like that one big thing it's that we really a, it's appreciate. It's consistency. It's, yes, yeah. and it's across yeah. the board. And yeah. so this year we looked at, I don't know, 18, 20 nominations, um, all good nominations. Mm -hmm. But David Rudig, who has been around the community for a long time, mm -hmm. really stood out this year. I mean, this is a guy that has, over a very long period of time, taken on leadership roles. He uh, served on, he currently serves as chairman of the board of the Concord Hospital. Oh, but he oh. has chaired every single, or participated in a heavy way on every single committee of that, of that organization. Wow. So he understands wow. it. He, he just gave tremendously of himself in that particular area. And the theme for David and his passions really have to do with helping kids. So his uh, involvement in the Concord Hospital yeah. really was an eye towards, all right, how can we you know, really affect the health and welfare of children mm. here? And if you look at other things that he did, they include serving on the Concord School Board uh, and chairing the Concord School Board. Yeah. And his involvement there, one of the things he, he did was to make sure that at Runlet School they have a, a no-cut policy when it comes to soccer so that any kid that wants to play on a soccer team hmm. can do so. And this, is, this really fit into, you know, we're a community that has a large influx of new Americans, Correct. folks coming from countries yeah. that soccer is a big deal. It is a big deal, and including my country. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yours too. Except we're not, women aren't allowed to play soccer. They don't like women playing soccer. They call it football. I don't football. know. They've got to get that squared away. <laughs> But, but think of how important that is to these new Americans coming in that, you know, they want to be included, they want to fit into the community, and now there's a policy in place that, you know, takes one of those barriers away. That's great. So he, he does things like that, not just the Concord School Board, but he served on the uh, State Board of Education, was appointed chair of that group. Well, uh, well he's, accomplished. Yeah, you know, the Children's Place in Concord, which oh, has yes. been around forever, he's been a big supporter of that. Um, Merrimack Valley Daycare, he's been a big supporter of that. So a lot of children's oriented stuff and uh, obviously a big heart. Yeah, and it, you have to do for stuff like that. And it's great to hear that the, he's just one of many that contributes to the community like that. Um, you know, that's what I see in Concord is that there's so many of these people. Like you said you, you had like 50 nominees or something and just trying to pick the one that's what, the one. It's really difficult because there's so many good people out there. It's true. It's true. And we, we give this award away every year. So you'd think, oh, boy, you know, pretty soon you'll run out of really good names. But so. that's not really true. <laughs> It's not true at all. There's, I don't there's think a lot so. of great people here. A lot of, um, and not all of them are very, very visible. Some of them fly kind of under the radar screen. Yeah, I've like, noticed uh, that. That's a Concord thing, I think, New Hampshire thing. Well, the, <laughs> the person who was a recipient the prior year was a guy by the name of Bill Chapman. Mm -hmm. Bill is an attorney at Orrin Reno. And people that are engaged in this community know who Bill is. But not a lot of people know the depth of his involvement because huh. he's, he's one of these quiet guys, yeah. that, uh, a total gentleman. Uh, doesn't draw any attention to himself. But when you look at his resume and what he's done, 
uh, it's really quite outstanding. So it, it's kind of cool to find people that are <laughs> flying under the radar screen, but but still manage to give completely of themselves. I love that kind of that's that to me is just great. That's what I love about Concord. It's that essence of that. A lot of social capital here. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed that. And generous hearts, just generally. So yep. that's great. So other events coming up. I know the annual economic forecast lunch is coming up on the 28th. I know I've signed up for it. How do other people want to sign up for that? Well, anybody can sign up for that. You can either just give the chamber a call, 224-2508. Uh, people can register online at the chamber website, which all you have to do is Google Concord, New Hampshire Chamber. Yeah, don't go to California. No, because <laughs> we do send people to California, and California sends people to us. I don't know why. There's, there's a Concord in, like, every state of the country. <laughs> but whenever there's a confusion, it's Concord, California with us. Oh, but anyway, it's, that's going to be a great event. The speaker is a guy by the name of Jeff Fuhrer, and he is a senior economist at the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston. And he's hmm. spoken for us, oh, three times or you know on this particular subject he's very entertaining incredibly knowledgeable and in one hour you'll walk away getting a pretty good idea of where the economy is going and um whether or not we're going to be crawling under the table. <laughs> been looking, watching the stock market, and I'm glad I'm not retiring tomorrow because I'd be in um, big trouble. Yeah, I think we knew this was coming with the stock market, but, you oh know, my God, ups it doesn't help. and downs. <laughs> I know, it's ups and downs, and you just got to think, okay, as long as I'm not retiring tomorrow, I, I'm good. <laughs> I don't mind ups and downs. Yeah. This is like, you know, they're talking scary numbers. Scary right numbers, now. they but, are. But we were warned and said, hey, you know, you got to sit tight and the ones that panic are the ones that are going to get clobbered. If you ever talk to anyone like this in this thing, they'll say you're in it for the long run. Definitely and that's are. what you've got to do. We've just got to keep in there. Don't feel you've got to sell off everything. Otherwise, that's the biggest mistake you can do. The, the ones that panic are the ones that get hurt. Correct. Yeah. Just stay in it for the long run and think, well, okay, can I retire at 65 or 75? Yeah. <laughs> you may have to put that off a year or two. Uh, I no was right. planning on that anyway. I'm having too much fun. <laughs> and that's the way I look at it with me. I'm having too much fun here. So so there's other initiatives I think it would be good to. Let's talk about the Concord Young Professionals Network because I think that's a fantastic initiative. It is a great group. This year it's chaired by Angie Lane, who is uh, the executive director at Red River Theatre. A lot of people know Angie. She does a great job, and she's been part of that group, I think, since almost its inception, which wow. is uh, going back like 11 years. But I think that we're lucky in Concord. We have probably the most robust young professional network in the state. These exist all over the place. There's, there's a Manchester group. There's a Seacoast group. There, uh, there's a Lakes Region group, North Country. But uh, SIPIN, Concord Young Professional Network, and I like that acronym, SIPIN. I like SIPIN. Because we're, we are, it is kind of a social group, but it's also a professional networking yeah. group. Yeah. But there are probably eleven or 1,200 people that are registered as members of SIPIN. Hmm. And we do two events per month, typically, um, a, a just general networking event. They just did one at uh, Hotel Concord and had oh, more I heard than that went people. really well. Yeah, I heard a lot, it went lot really of people. Well. Mm. And then they do professional development, things that are geared towards, you know, helping young professionals either get more involved, maybe get engaged in the communities, you know, get connected with boards of directors, learn new skills that, you know, are, are um, relevant to young professionals. So at least two events a month, and, and it doesn't cost anything to become a member mm. of SIPIN. Good. If you're a new young professional in the area, you want to get engaged, you want to meet a, a lot of your peers, mm -hmm. just give the chamber a call. We'll, we'll put you on a, an email distribution list so you get invitations to things. Most of what SIPIN does, doesn't they don't charge for mm -hmm. events. They get sponsors. That's great. And uh, it's, it's a very inclusive and friendly event. And the last thing I'll say about SIPIN is that, speaking of inclusion, um, 
a young professional is defined as someone who's maybe in the age demographic of, say, 21 to 40. That's typically. Typically. But, but I've noticed that doesn't exactly stick with this group. <laughs> well, not necessarily, because they they are very open and say, hey, you don't have to be consider yourself a young professional to participate. And so it does get a mix of ages. It's heavily young professional. Um, but other people go to it because they, they, they want that networking. And the SIPN folks want that, too, because mm-hmm. it's good connection for them to be making these other contacts as well. I know they've invited me numerous times, and I think I'm a bit old. But then I think, no, I can understand why they want me there and stuff because of that networking. Yeah, absolutely. You're and the economic great. development director mm-hmm. for Concord. They, they want to meet people like That's you. That's right, yeah. So that provides them with an opportunity. And I want to so. meet people like them because I want to hear from them on what they want because it's their future, too. So I want to know what things from there. Oh, it's amazing it's how many networking. people want to get to know these because <laughs> this is a, an important uh, yeah. uh, workforce demographic. I mean, it the is. reason we're in it is it's a workforce issue. If, if, if we don't have a welcoming community of young professionals, we're not going to either attract them right. or be able to retain them. So That's SIPN, right. I think, has really accomplished that mission, and uh, I really give them a lot of credit, and yeah. I'm so glad that the Chamber's at the table with them. So if you're not hearing that, folks, it's free of charge. It's no membership fee. Just go on the website or call the chamber. Just come along. And I know you might say, I don't know anyone. I'm new to the region. This is the best way to get to know the region. And you'll find quick friends, good allies, people that will give you advice very, very quickly. So I totally agree with you on that, Tim. So Creative Concord and the Sculpture on Main Street. I know we, we've been working in partnership with this. Just tell a little bit nod to this because I think this is a growing part of where we are as a city. Yeah, well, we have a beautiful new downtown. So the city made an investment and uh, worked hard. And now we've got a beautiful downtown. And we want to make sure that there is um, public art. So the uh, a standing committee of the chamber called Creative Concord has been working with... Um, Pam Tarbell, who owns Millbrook Gallery. And by the way, if you've not been to Millbrook, which is off of Pleasant Street, very cool outdoor sculpture garden and indoor art gallery. But anyway, um, Pam has a lot of great connections with sculptors throughout New England and the Northeast. And working through Creative Concord, she helped manage a program that um, reached out to sculptors for a leased sculpture program. So we lease pieces that um, on an annual basis and put them in various parts uh, on on Main Street just really to beautify and create more art. Um, we received financial support from the city, mm-hmm. uh, but this is a program that runs very economically. Mm-hmm. It, yes. uh, it provides a, a very small stipend per, per artist. The artists can sell their pieces. If huh. they sell their pieces, um, the city collects a commission of 30%, which would go into a fund that will fund permanent huh. art throughout the city, not just downtown. So and, and if people are interested in the buying the art, they can just talk to someone at the... They talk to us, uh, we make the arrangement, and then a 30% of that commission goes into a city-designated fund That's to purchase art in the future. So it's really a cool thing, and we've got, um, I think we've got under this program, uh, nine or ten pieces over the past two years that are new to downtown. There's some interesting pieces, I must admit. And if you've not looked at this artwork, take time. I know it's a little snowy out there today, but if you're walking up and down Main Street, some fascinating artwork out there. Some great, I like the dog. Personally, I like the dog. Everybody likes the dog. dog. I saw Liberty. Liberty, the dog, was posing in front of the dog. Yeah, but who's the cuter? She knows it's her. I know, I know. (laughs) I think that's her. She likes it because it meant for her. Exactly. The juxtaposition was great. But I think, you know, we're becoming a destination city, which is where I think all this is 
of plays as well. More and more people are coming to stop over here. We've got the Hotel Concord now, or the Concord Hotel, and other pieces going to downtown. Another artery is off. So I think we are becoming this um, attraction for, for visitors, which is good. Without a doubt. Yeah. And we work together to attract businesses, which is important, because we need a tax base. Two people give tax base. Businesses give tax base. Um, that's why I was brought on board. And I think we've we've already met a couple of great businesses that we hope will, will come to Concord. And that's the true collaboration. We meet these businesses together. Um, and that's also where I bring in the, the Concord's, uh, the Economic Development Strike Force too. Um, but just talk a little bit about the businesses here in Concord that, that are members and or where you see that all going. Well, I, I, I'm very optimistic. I mean, I'm, I, I'm paid to be a cheerleader, so I'm always going to say positive <laughs> so stuff. But, you know, take a look around. I yeah. mean, it, it is a healthy community. It is a destination city where businesses want to relocate. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always more work to do, and it is a very competitive environment. Look at how we run um, taxes in the state. We're, we run by property taxes. So every municipality, every community is, is vying to attract businesses and, you know, in, in competition. So it's really important to have someone like you that is paying a, a 24-7 uh, attention to this. And it's a lot of fun partnering with you as well because I think you and I have uh, – Distinct personalities. Yes. <laughs> and so we, we bring different styles to the table, and it's fun Which to... Which works. It does work. It works. And I think, I think, I think folks like that. Yeah. But we, we need to um, continue to diversify the business base here. I agree. We have, um, we have a very healthy economy because our largest employer is state government, and that's not going anywhere, so it's not like we're going to lose a ton of jobs. It's not a one-company town. No. Healthcare is very strong here, but that's yeah. also diversified, and that's not going anywhere. And then a lot of the things that support healthcare and, and state government. But what we don't have in Concord, um, at least in large numbers, going beyond that is, is a strong manufacturing base, and mm-hmm. we used to. I mean, this was a mm-hmm. print center. This was a manufacturing mm-hmm. base at one point. And that's been going down. We have some high-tech manufacturing that flies under the radar screen. Yeah. But I think we need to look at that. And then you and I have been... Um, really pushing the envelope to see if we could create some sort of a, a business incubator Correct. or an entrepreneurship center here. So Absolutely, because I think we need that here. And we're just trying to find how that, that works, how it will look. But I think the inf- incubator soft landing space we've talked about, I think it's going to be a critical component in what we're actually doing here uh, for, for the city's offering. And I think then we can help attract new business here, entrepreneurs here, maybe even foreign businesses, because I think a soft landing pad will be great for foreign businesses too, especially the Canadian businesses, because we're just over the border. Yeah, I think we need to find what our niche is, because there are other incubators and centers throughout the state, and they're all a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the advantages that we have is that we have the premier intellectual property law school in the country sitting in our backyard. And I think that's something that could be of real benefit, whether we partner with some of the other existing organizations or whether we do something solo. But you're right, Susie. We, we, I think we're, we're missing the boat by not yeah. having those types of resources. And you and I have already met one or two people mm-hmm. who started off in Concord and then sort of shifted, shifted to the south because, <laughs> because they were offering services that we just don't really have we here. We don't have that. that no, that, again. that hurts. That really hurts deep for me. Yeah. <laughs> it really hurts deep for you too. Yeah, it's like when someone says, I can't really, you know, I can't rejoin the chamber this year. I closed my, my office doors and I start crying. <laughs> 
<laughs> when I get over it, because I have to, cause it's like, going to happen. Yeah, but you know, we can stop that. We can somehow stop that. And I, you know, I would, I would love it if people start then looking toward back towards us as that kind of soft landing. I, I want to see that happen. So we're going to keep pushing hard on that. You bet. So you also do. You mentioned a nod to it about government affairs. Just tell a little bit more about you know. Because I think it's really important about, you know, how we work together and that you do host a government affairs luncheon like once a month usually. But just talk a little bit more about that, because I think that's really important, too. Well, we have state government sitting in our own backyard and um, a lot of the activity that takes place there affects business and can have a large effect on the community here. Um, There are some positive and negative examples I can give. Um, I'm just going to. I'm just going to go ahead and give a negative <laughs> example. Um, the women's prison is yes. new to Concord. Oh, good point. Yeah. Um, that prison was in Goffstown. It, it didn't have to relocate to Concord, but a number of us, and I'm, myself included, were yeah. not paying close enough attention when those decisions were being made. And that prison, it, it'll have some positive economic impact here, but it also has a, a negative social mm-hmm. impact. And we already are host to the men's state prison. Yes. And we've got the county jail right up the street, which is really sort of gravitates towards Concord. So, you know, if we had been more effective when those decisions were being made, it may have it may have been identified that Concord would, was not the ideal community for this mm-hmm. for this to happen. Um, right now, we've got the expansion plans for Interstate 93 being mm-hmm. under design. Mm-hmm. And there's an opportunity for us to correct some of the sins of the past <laughs> by saying, how can we mitigate this, the ugly factor of, yes. you know, Concord does not have a great image from Interstate 93. No. So we don't draw people off the highway that are looking and saying, oh, that's beautiful. I got to check that mm-hmm. out. Once they get downtown, they love no, it. No, they love it, yeah. But getting them there is another thing. So the redesign of this highway could, uh, there's some opportunity to correct yeah. some of those sins. And that's something that's going to need uh, participation from the state. Mm-hmm. The, I know the city is very, very interested in acquiring some of the properties where the state uh, sheds are along Correct. Stickney Avenue yes. yeah. and the whole Opportunity Corridor. Correct. And with this project, I think there's a chance to um, uh, start turning that around. And I know the city's been working hard on that. And the chamber will partner with the city Absolutely. on these types of initiatives. So there's some real opportunity. Yes. For, and this is one of the great reasons why we row in the same direction. Correct. Because... By together, we can really have a much, make a lot it's more It's a bigger noise. impact yeah. and a lot more noise. And we're saying we're talking on behalf of the business community, our stakeholders, which I call our taxpayers. Right. And it's all about, you know, what's the best for our community? We want the eye on the ball. Together, we're going to make, make you know, we're going to ask them to do certain changes to help us have access to the river, you know, and have access to the city and the rest of it. So I, I love this idea of this collaboration. So we're just nearly out of time. Is there anything you want to add, Tim, before we, we wrap up? Oh, boy. Uh, you know, <laughs> I always get that question, and it's like, oh, I wish I had rehearsed that one. Uh, I just, just tell people, come on down to the um, economic forecast. I think they're really going to like it. I think so, yeah. And um, uh, to check out the Chamber website, we have a, a, a um, calendar of events, and it lists not just Chamber stuff, but all kinds okay. of things happening. I use it a lot, by the way. Oh, good. When good. I don't know what's going off, I go on your thing because it's so it's got so concise with everything that's going off. You pick up on the cap arts and all kinds, even down to one of the wineries. You pick up on. Yeah, we we try to put a lot of stuff. And anybody, by the way, if if somebody in the listening audience has an event that they want to invite the public to, they can go to our website. Just click on add an event. 
They oh. don't need passcodes, nothing. Just, just go in there in? and just type it on in. There you go. So, so it's outside. very inclusive. But if you're looking for either a chamber thing or a community thing, check out that uh, check That's out that fantastic. calendar. I know it's a good calendar. So thank you, Tim. Uh, again, a great asset to the region. Um, but I also have another question. I've been asking people this. In your opinion, what is a great thing to do on a weeknight here in Concord? Yeah, that I did have a chance to think about. <laughs> so a couple different things. Um, yeah. I, what I like to do, I like to grab a, uh, a locally crafted brew at like Concord Craft Brewery Sounds or like Litherman's. Maybe follow that up with a movie at Red River Theater, ah. you know, and if you miss the brewery, you can get a glass of wine there and, and a good snack. Yeah. But the independent films are really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just Red River is very cool. But I also keep my eyes on what's happening at Capital Center for the Arts because there are some yes. fantastic shows that take place there. Yes. And it's very eclectic. It's very uh, diversified. Something for everybody. Pretty yes. much, yeah. I don't know who Tape Face is, but that, that one's coming up soon as well. And I'm like, Tape Faces? Tape Face. Don't ask me. I brought everybody else seems to know when that pity party guy. Oh, the the the, the clown. The clown, yeah, that was on puddles Marcus pity party. party. Yeah. What, what is that? I I have no idea, but well, apparently he's got a great singing voice. Well, he, my office is right across from the marquee, of yeah. the Capital Center. I I always see puddles in his face <laughs> in the big marquee, and what is that show? Just got an American Girl's Got Talent and see his performance. All right, it's, he's a it, singer. He's a fantastic singer, oh, but. The, the thing up for it is like, oh, get your Yankees out. So, yeah, it's a little different. So that's coming up. And there's some great Christmas stuff coming up as well. So oh, yeah. that's kind of good. So to all our listeners, have a safe and happy Thanksgiving wherever you are. And take time to thank, thank those who make a difference in your life. So, so much to talk about again. So let's keep the conversation going. Until next time.